Hey everyone, welcome back to The Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Will. In today's podcast, we'll be discussing parenting done right. Tips for getting the right results. That's right. Hear from the experts like us. We're qualified because our children aren't old enough yet to have screwed up and showed us that we're not the experts we thought we were. Stay tuned. <laughs> yes. So if you have not quite figured out yet, we are uh, not claiming to be experts here. So um, we do have some experience. We have parenting. experience, just not expertise, right? Can I say it like that? Ah, uh, yes. All right. Sure. Thanks. I appreciate that. So just really briefly, it's been a, about a month since we've last recorded. And since then, as you may hear, our voices are a little different. Clearer, hopefully. Louder. And we got music playing in the background. Yeah. Thanks so to our slightly, new microphones. Yeah. And, and we slightly have a little bit of professionalism going on. So yeah, we decided to take a leap of faith and uh, um, invest uh, we were spending a lot of time getting set up at our last location and um, decided that, you know what, I've got an office that we can just have everything ready to go. So we picked up some mics and some mic stands and an awesome Rodecaster Pro. Uh, it's a podcasting specific interface that lets us throw on some tunes and adjust our volumes rather simply. And yeah, we're excited to see what happens here. Yeah, and really, even if you don't listen and you don't share this and you don't, you know, subscribe, we're still going to do this. We're still going to do it because I've now we're invested. And we're invested. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, it's it's just been fun for us in the research, the knowledge that we gain preparing for this stuff. So, Well, in all in all, I think we talked about that um, a couple gatherings ago. Will and I had the opportunity to just... Um, kind of chill out and talk about the um, our, our plans for the future of the gathering. And yeah, we just kind of decided, you know what? We really both felt led by God to, um, to do this, to offer this content, to offer the opportunity for guys listening to this content to get together and chat about it. And regardless of how many listens or regardless of how many people show up, we're going to be there because we're just going to, you know, continue to obey um, God's presence on our hearts so yeah so this uh, podcast is about parenting done right and we know how to do it right because we've done it wrong well that's for certain <laughs> and uh you know we've um we've we've seen people do things right we've seen people do things wrong we've maybe done one or two things right um so far and a lot of things wrong um, I've had a lot of opportunities to, uh, excuse me, opportunities to do things wrong. Having four children of my own, um, a couple years ago, we invited a young lady into our home who uh, she needed a place to stay for a few weeks until she was an adult. And so at 17, 11 months and one week, she moved into our place and we provided her with as much guidance as we could at that point. And 18th birthday, she moved on and um about a year and a half later or maybe i guess it would be yeah probably a year and a half later or so 
Um, we ended up taking three foster children into our home, um, three brothers, and we had them for about nine months. And that was huge on our part as far as just, you know, now we haven't had the opportunity to train, if you will, these kids. And so now we're taking a behavior uh, that's not ideal and we're trying to turn it around into a different direction. And so that was a totally new thing for us. Absolutely stretching for my wife and I. Um, but we definitely saw some results, not um, 100% everything we wanted to, but uh, the results that we did see definitely, um, it, it, it touched us emotionally for sure. Uh, and, and then shortly after that, bam, we've got three more children, siblings, uh, two little girls and, uh, and a brother and, um, seeing where things go from there. So, so how old are your kids? My kids are 11. Uh, my, so I, yeah, 11 year old daughter. And then I have a soon to be 10 year old son. I think next week's his birthday. What's the date today? Okay. Two weeks from now is his birthday. Uh, he'll be 10. I have a seven-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son. What about you, Will? So briefly, I grew up as the youngest of two kids. Uh, so I was never around any other kids growing up from a small family. So I was never around kids until I had my own kids. And so right now I have two boys, both under three years old, 13 months apart, and life is crazy. I bet. I, I do not envy you, my man. <laughs> I have sailed that ship and sunk it when I was done. <laughs> life, life is crazy, but life is good. Oh, absolutely. And, and It's exhausting. <laughs> at times, I feel like it's not good, but it is good. It is good. And what amazes me is how, even though all the wrong parenting I do, how good my kids still turn out. And in part, it's it's just the kids, you know, God working on them. But largely, it's my wife. <laughs> she's the one there doing all the... Uh, she's the oldest of six, always been around kids. It, it's definitely her. You definitely have that uh, shared dynamic where uh, your weaknesses are her strengths and vice versa there. So that's awesome. Um, I I was always around kids. My, my mom always had, um, you know friends with kids. And most of them were always my same age. In fact, Will, your wife and I grew up together as friends. And, um, so yeah, always, always had kids around, uh, worked at a summer camp when I was a teenager and learned a lot there as far as, um, handling kids. We're not experts, but we do have some experience. And, um, again, some of that is, uh, gleaned from just simply, observing others. Some of it is, um, you know, straight out, we learned the hard way. And, you know, some of that hard way was, uh, I've, I've had a couple opportunities to just talk with men, mentors who have, you know, adult children. And I've just had to ask them, listen, I value you and I value, you know, your ability to be a parent and just the quality of child you've raised incidental as it might be. Um, and what would you do in situation A or situation B? And it's really been helpful and it's, it's gotten me through quite a few situations, but yeah. So in my job as a state police officer, I see a lot of 
how not to parent. But then in turn, there's some there's times I see you know good things as well. But sure. a lot of my experience um, is also just through watching others, through research, through you know reading what God, how God is a father, and how He parents us. Yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna jump in here and defining um, you know just what parenting or the role of parenting is. And so what is a parent? Yeah, what is a parent? So according to, you know, I just hopped on Google and looked around just to kind of see what exactly they were saying. Um, <clears throat> according to Google, it's just the simple activity of bringing up a child as their parent. That is parenting. Um, so pretty simple and basic on that end. Um, pretty open and and simplistic worldview there. Um Wikipedia got a little bit deeper as far as um, rearing, uh, uh, parenting or child rearing is the process of promoting and supporting the physical, emotional, social, and intellectual development of a child from infancy to adulthood, um, which I thought was pretty good because you definitely have those stages. Uh, but moving on to the APA or American Psychological Association, uh, parenting Practices around the world share three major goals, according to the APA. Ensuring children's health and safety, preparing children for life as productive adults, and transmitting cultural values. Uh, I would add to the cultural values, you know, um, faith values as well. So, um, but I mean, overall, society's idea is teaching your children to become responsible, contributing members of society, paying taxes, all that kind of good stuff. Well, my kid didn't end up in jail and they pay taxes and they have a good job. So uh, they're, they're good. And because of the kind of podcast this is, a Christian podcast, The Gathering, I want to include, other than just the society's idea, but we need to talk about God's idea of parenting. And I read... Uh, a book recently called Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp. Uh, we'll include some information about that in the details on the podcast. But Ted Tripp mentions that your children are the product of two things. The first, a shaping influence. So that would be like their, their physical makeup, their life experience, their society, cultural, what they're raised in. But the second of that is Godward orientation, you know, determining how they interact with that experience. So we have to also shepherd our children to know God. And so with that being said, what are some verses that we get from scripture that talk about parenting? So sure. Um, you know, I think we all know some of the most basic, um, Proverbs 22, six, uh, these are all translations, the, the ESV translation, um, you know, train up a child in the way he should go. And even when he's old, he will not depart from it. I'm sure just about everybody's heard that one. Um, also Ephesians six, four, uh, fathers do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And we, um, will, will had some really good things to say about that in a previous podcast, the father heart of God, go back and listen, go back and listen. If you haven't, uh, already. Um, uh, also, Proverbs thirteen twenty four says, whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. So beat your children. Is that what it's saying? I 
Maybe in the message it would say that. The ESV is not how I read that. No. The ESV is not. No. It isn't. So we talked about that verse as well in that last podcast. But essentially, it's, you know, if you just let your kid go out and do whatever, you are, you're creating a monster. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's no different than God. We have consequences when we sin. God gives us the rod. And it's something that, you know, as a Christian we dislike, but we come to, you know, we grow closer to God. We come to know his heart when we actually have to experience that discipline. Sure. And, and this isn't a podcast about spanking or not spanking or whatever. Um, spanking kids guys. (laughs) If you're regardless of your stance on, on spanking, um, this, this does not, uh, does not contradict that because the rod isn't necessarily, um, a whipping stick, you know, it could be, um, guiding or directing your children like a, a shepherd's crook or something like that. Well, I, I will say as a police officer, do not use a rod. <laughs> you could go to jail. You could, if you're going to you physically could. discipline, let it be your hand. I, you know what? We could get into that because I have totally, totally different. Don't break about a that, spoon. But we're not going to. We're not going to get into that as far as I'm uh, just saying. Some police officers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, what I really like though is in Hebrews, uh, Hebrews twelve seven through eleven. Um, it says this: It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which, uh, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not, <clears throat> excuse me, shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seems best to them. But he disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness for the moment of all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So I love this verse just because it's basically saying if you are not disciplining or, or guiding, instructing, and again, so, so the meaning of that word discipline, um, the, the meaning of the word discipline is to learn or to study or to train um, or apply. But in this tense uh, and in the Greek, it it is meaning um, instruction or correction. So instruction is also a part of that discipline, not just, um, you know, not just spank your kids or whatever. You know, that's, that's not where we're going with this. Um, but I, I just love how that says, you know, if you... If you basically leave your child undisciplined, then they're not they're not your child. They're just an illegitimate wanderer, I guess, if you will, you know? And it, it just it it kind of paints a beautiful picture in my mind of, you know, just what it means cuz let's face it, as parents, it's hard to discipline well because there's consistency that needs to come from that, and consistency is difficult because when you're tired, you still need to be consistent, but you don't want to be. It's the grind of parenting. Discipline is that grind. And without it, um, 
just like in anything else, you can't be successful. If you only do the things that you want to do when you feel like it, you're never going to be successful. And raising children is exactly the same. Yeah. So there is an understanding that I had to come across was that there's a purpose that I'm a father, first of all. So it's not, you know, God had a purpose making me a father of the children that I have with our different personalities and everything else. And so sometimes uh, some unjust anger can get the best of you as far as you're trying to discipline and, and guide them and teach them, but they're not doing what you want or what you expect. And when you let that unjust anger or, you know, arise and be shown, then you're not disciplining the way that you should. Cause yeah, you're letting your emotions take over at that point. Right. Right. At that point, you're not, <clears throat> you're not guiding yourself, um, through logic and reason. You're, you're definitely letting your emotions take control. And again, that's just like, essentially when you're letting your emotions take control of your discipline, it's not, it's undisciplined at that point, right. you know? Yeah. If we go back up to that verse, uh, that last sentence of that verse says for, or the last part of that sentence, uh, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And then you had mentioned that you can't just beat your kid and be done. Like there's got to be instruction. Right, sure. And, and so there, God provides us two methods of childbearing, and that is communication and discipline. And so to have one without the other is not going to give you a very good, you know, uh, arena to parent in, and you're not going to have very good outcomes either, you know. So the child, the child, the children they need to know and understand. They need to know and understand, not just smack. You did this, okay? But why? Like, so we sure we can't only focus on the outward, but it's a heart issue of the kid. Sure, absolutely, and <clears throat> um. You know, and and I think that we're, we're definitely going to touch on that. Um, just as far as uh, our, when we get into the the Some common, practical stuff. yeah, that's the common problems. Um, basically, what we want to do for you today is basically define what parenting is, and we've pretty much done that. Um, we're we're going to identify a few common problems, and um, we've got a few suggestions and principles to follow that uh, should help you along the way. Um, but ultimately the, you know, all of these explanations aside, the, the ultimate role of us as parents. And when I say us, I'm, I'm assuming that you are a God fearing Christian parent. Your ultimate role is to train your children to know and love God. If you're training your child to know and love God, then all the others are, are incidental at that point. Like everything else is going to come into play. Now, obviously yeah. You know, you do have to start with some guidance and correction, but um, the ultimate goal is to teach your child to know and love God, and you don't really have to worry about the rest. I mean, the the, the rest is in his hands and all for his glory. So um, one of the basic things is that children need uh, to be informed, and this is, this is my own little quote, if you will, I guess you can quote me on this. Um, <laughs> Basically, children need to be informed how not to be children. It's not something that they just grow out of. They will learn, but who will they learn from 
and how will they learn it? So I've heard so many times where, um, you know, people use excuses like, uh, well, they're just a kid or something like that. And I think we briefly touched on this too, um, in the father heart episode, but, um, that, that's not, especially I've noticed, um, as a foster parent, the things that your children are learning and as they grow up, like if they're not taught things, they don't grow up. And that's a huge problem we have today. We have adults all over the globe. And and you know what? Maybe that's been around and it's just the technology we have today and we're recognizing it. I'm sure it has been around. Um, but all over the globe, there are adult-aged people who act like children. And one of the biggest reasons is if they've never been taught, they've never been instructed, they've never been pushed out of acting like a child. And um, so I... Your, your goal really needs to be focusing on um, on that, leading your child from childhood to adulthood and from, you know, that, that selfishness of childhood into the others-focused, you know, people-focused, God-focused mentality. Um, it's it's kind of one and the same. <laughs> so Yeah. So if you, if guys, if you aren't, parenting your own children somebody is absolutely and it might it might not even be an adult right you know they're they're going to learn things you know if if you you know if your kid falls on the floor and throws a fit um they're going to fall on the floor and throw a fit until someone tells them that that's not acceptable yeah um at some point that might be their peers you know um it might be a teacher or whatever but at some point, yes, you know, you think maybe, well, they're growing, quote unquote, out of it. But no, maybe they've been pressured by peers. Maybe they've seen that none of their peers do that. And that's why they've grown out of it. But the idea here is that's how they will act until they're taught differently. So whatever it is that's teaching them, you can start at a young age, right at home, teaching them that that's wrong. You know, I, I run into the the outcome of that bad parenting can I call it bad parenting? Yeah, sure. Uh, it, it is bad parenting. I, I run the outcome every day in my job because majority of the people I deal with are adults that are so childish. That's, I mean, the reason they call us stuff like that, and I'm not talking about, you know, safety things, but the, the stupid stuff that we respond to as police officers is the result of this. It's bad parenting. And not or, it, or lack of parenting, lack which, again, of parenting, bad parenting. And I'm not going to blanket all of this as bad parenting. Some kids are, don't have parents, you know, I mean, so foster kids, or if, if, you know, parents die, something like that, there's sure there's gotta yeah. be exceptions in, in people to step up. And obviously, yeah, I mean, I mean thank you for fostering bell, bell kids. curve applicable here yeah. too. You know, I mean, we're not, <laughs> you, uh, this definitely doesn't apply to 100% of everyone. There's uh, psychosocial disorders. There's all kinds of things. Um, but for the vast majority. For the vast majority, it's a lack of parenting, bad parenting. Sure. And what you're saying is exactly true, and I'm seeing it on the other spectrum with adults, is you know, someone never told them not to act that way, and so now I'm the one having to tell them when they're – older than I am not to act that way. Sure. Yeah. And then who are you to tell them, you know, right. <laughs> right? other than a shiny badge, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things I found um, that's, you know, very, very interesting. And um, I've, I've gotten some flack from, from people about it, but like I straight up tell kids that certain things are not acceptable. Yeah. Um, and I've told this to my own kids and, um, but you know, especially to the, uh, the, the foster children that have been in my care in the past, um, you know, you, you, you see these behaviors and, um, the kids might be older and you're not expecting that type of behavior. And for instance, my, um, my youngest son, he left the light on out in the garage. Right. So I realized the light was on. I said, Hey dude, you left the light on. You got to go out and turn the light off. Okay. Well, it just happened to be like 8.30 at night. It was dark and um, he's afraid of the dark, which, okay, acceptable. He's six years old, afraid of the dark. I mean, some adults are still afraid of the dark. But right? you still left the light on. Well, he still left the light on, right? Exactly. You still left the light on. You still have to go turn the light off, right? So, um, and it, it brought him to, he let his fear overwhelm him so much that he was literally standing outside 10 feet from the garage, like, blood curdle scream. I mean, just whatever. And I, I literally, I just had to tell him your reactions right now are not acceptable. The fear might be acceptable because he's six years old, but those reactions are not acceptable. Similarly with, um, you know, foster kids or, um, yeah, I'll just go ahead and say it. (laughs) Some of the foster kids that I've had, you know, I've had to, you know, they, they've, uh, reacted to, um, either, you know, you tell them to do something, they don't do it. And now you're telling them, uh, they are going to, you know, miss out on iPad time or something like that. And they throw a fit, um, or whatever, whatever the reaction might be. I've literally had to tell them that is not acceptable behavior. Um, one of them I took to a barber and, you know, uh, the, the clippers came on and came close to the head and it was like freak out, you know, whatever. Um, despite what original, um, you know, post-traumatic stress sure. that began that it's still an illegitimate and inappropriate reaction to get in your haircut. Right. And so that's exactly what I told him. You know, it didn't matter that he was only, you know, that he was a young child. It, it was, Hey, that is inappropriate. That is not the correct action, you know, uh, reaction to have. And they need to know that they're not going to figure that out. I mean, and I'm going to say that they're not going to figure that out because I've had, uh, so years ago I worked, uh, for the VA and I, I, um, I drew blood and I've had 50 year old men sitting in my chair while their 30 year old, daughter was holding them as they cry and whimper about to get their blood drawn. And I'm just thinking to myself like, dude, why didn't anybody ever tell you that that's not appropriate? Where was your dad? Right? Like, (laughs) um, so, so yeah, you know, they have to be informed how not to be children. We, and I say we, cause me included, you know, I, I find childlike stuff in me all the time. Like, man, I should have you know, man, I, I wish somebody was there to, you know, I don't want to say it like that, but I wish somebody was there to beat that out of me. You know what I mean? Like, they just call me, <laughs> but you know, it's, uh, it's not going to happen naturally. It's not natural. We want to be selfish. We want to focus on ourselves. They have to be trained out of it. 
And it's not what how we were created either. It's so, not. So 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11 says this. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Exactly. So there comes a time in everyone's life that you need to grow up, <laughs> put those childish things behind you. And it's the role as of the parents. We, we are given that authority from God as parents of whatever whoever our children are to train, teach, disciple, discipline our children. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. The, those common problems, um, those, are, those are similar problems, similar issues that we all have raising children and they're they're all the same you know the, and and even throughout all the ages it's the same central focus uh, there might be slight differences as to how those things work but you know screaming to get what they want hitting whining crying lying back talking stealing disobedience whether it's defiant or just plain forgetful with with our kids there's not so much defiant disobedience as there is um, I didn't or I forgot, you know, or, or whatever. And, you know, to me, and, and I tell my children, so basically you don't respect me enough to remember what I told you to do, you know, and, and it all comes down to that, you know, even with teams, it's, it's, it's the same things, but different. And I'm not going to get into all that because I don't have teens, but, um, it's the same heart issues. And all of those heart issues come right back to just selfishness. They're just egocentric, people and that's what we all are that's what sin is yeah it's no different than, than that's that's what sin is it's selfishness it's choosing our yeah. way over god's way and and our children are mirroring most of the time our children are mirroring our relationship to our heavenly father right in our own homes because they're choosing their selfishness over our authority and we choose our selfishness over god's authority it's it's quite comical sometimes um but uh yeah. So, so if it all comes back to selfishness, uh, then essentially, could we say it's a heart issue? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a heart issue, and and above all, uh, this is a uh, Proverbs four twenty three says, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. You know, a person's life is a reflection of their heart. So, however, a person's acting, you know, the external stuff it all flows from within. And so parenting should really start with the heart. And, and so maybe not start, but sure, you, you have to, you can't. Sure, it, it's, it's going to come in stages. You know, you're going to have, yeah. you're, you're going to have a, a flow, if you will, you know. Um, so I, I got to give credit to my wife. She kind of helped me out with uh, the, our outline today. Uh-huh. She spends more time with the kids than I do. But uh, we should so get our wives on here. I, we're, let's do it. Let's right. do it. Let's see. I just we just gotta make it happen. Um, we gotta find somebody for all the kids. <laughs> um, but so anyone listening, if you right, want yeah, to babysit, if you want to babysit like eight hundred and fifty kids for a couple hours, so we can for yeah, free, uh, for free. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, but we. So we're gonna put some ages yeah, on so, here. So what, and what it's are some common problems that we have, anyways? Like, so you said selfishness, but like. Uh, at what ages like do we start seeing differences or how do we start at what ages do we start parenting differently so yeah so like um we kind of just threw in some some uh, 
numbers based on our own perspectives. Uh, so like ages zero to four, um, it tends to be a more hands-on, um, more physically demanding time to raise children. There's a lot of uh, shepherd's crook guidance, you know, don't touch the hot stove. Um, don't hit your brother. Um, don't rip that book. Don't break the crayons. You know, I mean, it can be very exhausting because you're constantly there overwatching, changing diapers, doing all these things. Um, and then there, there's a little bit of a shift. And again, the problem is still the same. It's still selfishness and everything, but the, the way it's handled is a little bit different. Basically ages five through 12. Um, there's more of a, like a, a building more of a relational lessons and, and, um, it's going to take more mental creativity. So, um, for instance, I'm going to pull this up here. Uh, I didn't really know where to fit the story in, but I wanted to. So <clears throat> my, uh, my son, um, uh, came out and uh, was crying because my other son hit him in the stomach. And so I called my other son out and I, I love to use um, something I learned a long time ago. I don't ask them what happened. I ask them what they did. And always sure. 100% of the time, it's always, they tell you what the other person, what did. happened is they did, they did this. Blah, blah, blah. And no, 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 no. What did you do? You know? And it's, it's awesome to just kind of, it, it frustrates them a little bit, which is not the fun part, but it's fun to see how that clicks in their mind. Like, yeah, yeah I still did something bad. Right. But so, so I asked my son, what did you do? And, and he straight up honestly answered me. I punched him in the stomach and I was like, Hmm, okay, so thank I was you pretty, for your honesty. I was pretty impressed with that. Okay, great. Why? <laughs> he says, uh, he said, and this just happened like last night. But <laughs> he says, uh, well, he was talking, and I was trying to go to bed, and I told him if he didn't be quiet, he was going to get a consequence, and he didn't. He, he didn't stop talking, <laughs> so. I came down and I punched him in the stomach and I was just like, I didn't know how to handle that type of a situation because it's like, shake his hand, go back. <laughs> I, know, right? I mean, like it's, you know, again, it it's, so we had a brief discussion with my one son just saying like, listen, what you have to learn is there's cause and effect. If somebody tells you they're going to knock your teeth in, if you do this and you do that, you have to expect that they're going to knock your teeth in. And then my other son, I was just like, I honestly don't know what to do with you. Like you were straight up honest with me and I'm, very, you know, proud of you for that. Um, but that's not the right answer. And so give me a day to figure out what to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, so, so those things change and you have to be creative in those senses because again, you, you've taught them, children are going to do what you teach them to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, I said that as a, as a football coach, um, you know, if, if during game time something happens and it's not what should happen, they're doing it because that's what they've learned on the field. Whether it's what we wanted them to learn or not, yeah. it's what they've learned on the practice field. So we need to change how we teach to accommodate how they're learning so that we can get the right, right results, right? So in this sense, I know something I've done, something I've taught him has led him to believe, listen, you know, you need to, I mean, in a sense, you know, this person was not being, you know, my one son was not respecting uh, my other son by being quiet after bedtime. Right. Yeah. And of course I want my children to 
respect themselves enough to, you know, demand that they're respected in those instances. Right. But on the other hand, it's like, okay. So if I jump into just disciplining him for doing that, maybe I'm unteaching good things that maybe he's learned wrong. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So now I've got to think and be creative. What am I going to do in this situation? So that's kind of what I mean by being creative. So please email Trav at gatheringformenagemail.com. Yeah. Absolutely. I would love some help <laughs> with this one. Um, so, and then, you know, ages 13 through 18, it's it's a more of a freedom giving. Yes, you've got teenagers. Things are going to be yeah. difficult. But the thing is, if you've been doing all these steps from zero to now, um, this is the, in my opinion, I look forward to it because it's going to be the opportunity where I get to loosen the reins and check the response. Now I've, I've trained a dog before, mm. um, to, you know, retrieve waterfowl. And it, it was so great when I got to that point where I could let go of that electronic shot collar and just kind of see how he responded. And yeah, there was a couple of times I had to go out and, and drag him back, you know, but it's, it's, that's the fun part. That's the rewarding part where you actually get yeah. to observe the rest, all of that hard work. You get to start observing it. Now, obviously you're not going to take your 13 year old kid and just be like, okay, yeah, you get to go to that party with a bunch of older kids until 2am and, um, you know, make good choices. You know, mm. I'm, I'm going to trust you, you know, and you're just going to have to live with your consequences. Sure. No, you're going to start that off slow. But eventually, I mean, what would be worse is to hold on to those kids and never see how they react to those situations and how they make their own decisions. And then boom, dump them off into a college where who knows what's going to happen. We yeah. don't know what kind of experiences and they're not coming home every day to say, uh, I screwed up, you know? Yeah. So <clears throat> those are kind of the ages. Uh, those are kind of the problems that we have and just how they, how they work in throughout the years. Again, it's all selfishness and it just comes down to breaking it down. Um, so what are some principles to follow for ages zero to four? Sure. So, so that age, it's all basically behavior modification. Um, again, the hitting, the whining, the crying, the screaming the attitudes, um, you know, social skills. If, if, and, and I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to refer to a, again, a dog training. I, I like to use dog training because, uh, dogs can't communicate verbally. And so if you can teach a dog to do the right thing, like, why can't you teach your child? You know what I'm saying? Like that's, right. that's kind of my thought process of it all. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so children are just dogs. Sure. <laughs> no. Um, but so, uh, I, 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 recently lost, um, our, uh, silver lab to, uh, kidney disease, which was very sad. And I've been kind of looking around for possibly getting a new puppy. And I've been looking at some training videos cause it's been a while since we've had a puppy around. And, um, one of the, one of the trainers said something really cool. He said, if the behavior is unacceptable at two years old, then they need to know that it's unacceptable at six months. So if the dog's you know, chewing on your fingers at six months, they have to know that they can't do that because if you're, if, if they're chewing on your fingers and you're not doing anything about it, if you're not correcting that behavior, then they're learning and they're, they're imprinting on their mind that that's acceptable behavior. And then they're going to get to an age where it's not acceptable and you're lost because now you have to untrain and retrain. So, yeah, so 
I feel like I've dealt with this a few times. So it's cute when the kids are small and they're doing something that sure, yeah, they yeah. shouldn't be doing. But it's cute, so we don't do anything to correct them. But now, fast forward six months, a year. Right. Uh, no, that's not okay anymore. Exactly. But that's on me, not on them. That's absolutely. bad parenting or that's, lack of parenting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, so, <laughs> you know, the the biggest thing is just trying to realize you can't give that excuse like, well, they're just a baby or whatever. Yeah. You know, I've seen my child at four months old when you take the empty bottle out of their mouth and they they start crying and it's not a sad cry. It's a attitude, give me that bottle back cry. That Those attitudes, that heart stuff is already happening at, you know, a very young age. And it has to be, you have to start directing that at that young age. You can't accept it because then they're just going to, it's, it's going to be harder down the road. But you know, again, part of it is even social skills. You know, if you're, if you're two year old, uh, if, if someone says, well, hi, what's your name? And they, you know, turn around and shove their face into you because they're, they're bashful. Well, I mm. get it. People are bashful, but you also need to teach your two year old to be respectful. And when someone says, hi, how are you? And their parents are there and it's not stranger danger type of thing, you know, yeah. then they need to say hi back and you know, whatever, like, there's a lot of little things like that. And that's why parenting is so exhausting. Parenting the right way is so exhausting um, right. just because it does take a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of focus. Yeah. So this whole podcast though came you from a Facebook post you saw. Do you, do you remember what that said? I, I, uh, I'm no, I have no clue what you've brought to bring up. I'm uh, no, not okay. sure. So, so whoever uh, you comment, your, your wife, I believe commented on a Facebook post. Oh yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. You recall now. So, but basically you're hitting on, no, just cause they're, just cause they're a baby, the kid doesn't make it okay. Right. Right. And, and I mean, it's the depravity of man. Like we're all born sinful and absolutely and heading yeah. toward hell yeah. unless someone steps in yeah. Jesus. Right. And Mark seven twenty one says, and well, first of all, we've determined that this is all selfishness this is all a heart issue. It all starts from within. And Mark seven twenty one says from within. Out of a man's heart come evil thoughts, sexual morality, theft, murder, and on and on and on. It just goes to show that, you know, without parenting, without somebody stepping in and guiding them, who knows what will let our heart turn us into. Yeah, it's crazy. And the, the problem is, if you don't modify that behavior between ages three and four, then you can't move into character modification, <clears throat> which yeah. is basically, you know, that, that five to 12 stage, you're moving from, um, getting the correct behavior to getting the correct character out of them. You know, um, you know, you want to connect the how and the why. So, you know, this is how you're supposed to behave and this is why you're supposed to behave that way. And, um, yeah. you know, what, why do you have chores? You know, how, how do you handle money, uh, homework, personal belongings, um, you know, relationships and, and, you know, how to, handle those relationships. They're going to start having problems at school and, you know, friends that are doing this or doing that. And well, um, talk about it. How, what's, what's the best way to react in those situations. And, um, it, it's just great to, to watch. It's, it's a fun time. Um, because I, you, you always kind of wonder how much they're absorbing, you know? Um, but you, 
you need to know, uh, that's, that's a big one. You need to know your child's personality type when you reach this point, because if you don't know your child's personality, then you're probably going to screw this up (laughs) because I have uh, seven kids in my home right now and all seven have different personalities. And so I cannot handle character modification the same way with all of them. And, um, so that's, that's really huge. And, and there's a list of, and you know, we can touch on them, email us if you have any questions or whatever, but there's a list of different, you know, personality tests out there online that you can find for free and you can take them for your kids and, um, and yeah, it'll really help you out. Um, but one thing I love to do as far as just that character modification, I love while we're going on a car ride, I ask my kids questions. So one of the questions like, uh, you know, what do you think about whatever, for example, um, you know, what do you think about how Jimmy spoke to his dad, you know, or whatever? I don't know who Jimmy is, but, um, it's, this was an actual conversation that my son and I had, you know, um, because some kid mouthed off to his dad and, and I just asked him like, what do you think about that situation? And the cool thing about it is now the pressure's off them. You know, it's not, they're able to talk honestly without having the pressure of, if I'm honest and I say that this was wrong, then I'm getting in trouble, you know? So they can really just have that outside perspective. And let's face it, it's always easier to point out the wrong that someone else is not doing, even, right? Like, not even how Jimmy spoke to his dad, but hey, how, what about his dad spoke to oh, him? Oh, sure, yeah. Because now they're going to be able to feel more honest about that. And maybe we've said Absolutely. stuff like that to them. Absolutely, All the, yeah. And, uh, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of a fun time. Uh, my kids kind of get after me. They, they tell me not everything has to be a life lesson, dad, you know? <laughs> yeah. A lot but, of times when I ask my kids questions, they go, T-Rex. <laughs> That's awesome. And then roar and run out of the room. Uh, but yeah, no, I just, I, I like to ask my kids how they think, um, I should discipline them. That's kind of one thing. Uh, so if they do something wrong, you know, or whatever. And what do you think? Yeah, fair. Well, yeah. Yeah. And most of the time they'll, and I think we touched on this too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of times they'll, they end up being a lot more harsher on themselves than, uh, than what I would So, be. so then do you let, do you agree and let it be what they determined? Not always. Or do you show like, sometimes it look like you're mercy. showing mercy, yeah. some grace. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not always. Sometimes I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. Um, Six months, no TV. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, basically you're moving the child, uh, you're, you're moving out of a child-centered uh, to a more um, spouse-centered relationship, if that makes any sense. So when you're in that um, behavior modification mode, that zero to four, you're really child-focused at that point. So you and your wife both, you're focusing on a child. It takes a lot of physical. There's a lot of this and that yeah. and whatever to do. And in this five to 12 spot, you know, yeah, there's still a lot of creativity that's going on and, and it takes a lot of mental energy, mm-hmm. but now you get to, you get to focus back again on that relationship and you get to really show your kids how a relationship is supposed to look like. And it's, it's kind of fun that, that, that was something my wife said was her favorite part about this stage is just that we get to actually focus on each other a little bit Yeah, a little and, more. and the kids have a little bit more freedom around the house. And, and so, you know, we can, mm-hmm. um, we can just enjoy each other and include them in some of our disagreements and how we get over them and how sure. So they get to learn how to solve those types of problems. But, um, 
So I, I often like to talk about my own mistakes. And I had a story about this, but we're kind of running short on time. Um, but I'd like to talk about my own mistakes and, um, you know, ask their forgiveness for when I do things wrong. Uh, that really sets... That is vital. That I feel it, like that is... It's, <laughs> and I wish we had more time. Yeah, right. I would love to spend more time on this, but maybe the girls can when we bring yeah, them in. Yeah. So um, again, back to the 13 to, to 18, um, let go and grow phase. Um, and I can't remember, is that how I told, said it earlier? I don't remember, but um, you know, let go and grow. You know, you slowly get to let your child grow and be accountable for their own mistakes. You know, if they forget their homework, guess what? You're not bringing it to them at school. You know, um, if they, uh, oh, so prime example of this, someone said that they had a terrible time waking their kid up. Their kid would never get out of bed. They were laying on the horn, you know, showing up late for school and all this stuff, like, because the kid just wasn't ready to get into the car. So they finally told them, you know what? You are responsible. This car is leaving at such and such a time. I'm not even going to wake you up. You get your own alarm clock. You are responsible to be in that vehicle before it leaves. And the one child got left home and missed school once and never missed a day again. And, and it totally took the pressure off the parent because now they're not going in there five times. I said, get up, blah, 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 starting a big old fight. It's just plain and simple. You know what? They're going to miss a day of school because I'm leaving at this time. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes they, our mistakes help us grow the most. And so, yeah, so absolutely. Right now in my job as a police officer, I am a field training officer, so I'm training younger troopers as they're coming up. And, you know, we have a, a crawl, walk, run sort of phases. Sure. And so at first we're teaching them, doing a lot of the stuff, and then then you're giving them a little bit more, a little bit more. Left seat, right seat type thing. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so, but sometimes it's, hey, nobody's going to get hurt, anything like that. We step back. We let them make a mistake. <laughs> let them see the consequences. Yeah. Then we pull them aside. Okay, well, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. This is how you, this is what happened. This is how you remedy it. But, and then they fail for that whatever sure. category. Yeah. And they don't do it again. Right. Like you learn from <laughs> exactly. mistakes. Exactly. And so, yeah, it's vital to let your kid make mistakes. Absolutely. And, you know, and we did the same type of training in the army, you know, yeah. you run through different scenarios and um, let them screw up and, mm-hmm. You know, if they're screwing up a hundred times in one scenario, it's like, okay, you know what? We're just going to take over and, and get through it. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Those, those mistakes are vital. Um, so, uh, again, you know, they, they, they're going to, your kids are going to do what they've been taught. Um, and so if, if you're not, if you're not liking or accepting their, uh, their choices, guess what? They've learned to make those choices somehow. Um, so either it might not have been what you wanted them to learn yeah, or what you intended them to learn, but somehow the way that you taught them, um, that's, that's the result. And because that it's, that's just what they'll do. It's kind of that fight or flight response, you know? Um, that's why, you know, that's why when I'm, I'm sure it was the same thing for you in the Academy, you know, they create a ton of chaos so that you can practice doing the right thing in chaos because right. so when in then the when, real life, when the real chaos, yeah. you know, comes, um, you're, it's just natural to do the right thing. Yeah. So if the natural thing to do is the wrong thing, that's what's built into their brain. Um, so again, here's the thing. It's not too late. Um, if your child's in that 13 to 18 year old phase or whatever, uh, you know, you can still 
reset the clock. It's going to take a little bit, um, but you can, you can still do that. You know, we, um, real quick, we, we had a, a, a dog that, um, was a lot older when I received him and I'm, I'm pretty strict with, I you know when I, when we go for a walk, you're going to heal and you're not going to be pulling on my leash or anything like that. You know, you're going to be, you're going to do what you're told when you're told. And it took a long time to get that dog to heal a lot longer than it took to get the puppy to heal because he had so much instinctive knowledge to just go and do whatever, um, that, uh, you know, you have to basically unteach all that and then reteach. So, um, it's not too late. So it you can't, can it, you teach can an old dog new tricks. You can teach an old dog new tricks. So you, you can get that. So done. if you want to bring glory to God, and if you want to be a good parent, you want your kids to turn out loving God, glorifying Him, being good people. Then if you and if you have young kids, today is when you need to start. Yeah, absolutely. You can't and wait. If you have older kids. It's still not Today too is late. When you got Today to is when you need to start. And again, that ultimate role here, guys, um, you know, we're training your kids to know and love God. That's your ultimate role as a parent. And um, yeah, I, I, that's pretty much it. I, we've gone way longer than what I planned. I thought this was going to be like a 25-minute deal. Sure. And uh, I guess I just talked too much. Well, thank uh, you for listening to this podcast. Like, subscribe, and share. Uh March 14th, we're meeting 963 building, 630 in the morning for the gathering. Yeah, it's bright and early, but there will be bacon. So uh, we hope to see you then.